Oh, in Romans 1.16, it says, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. But I have four questions for us today that I'm just going to share real quick that has to do with the gospel because there's some important questions that I don't want anyone here leaving not having answered or searching out that answer. First question is, do you know the gospel? Like, do, do you know the gospel? Take some time right now and think about how would you explain the gospel to somebody else? Can you, just in your mind, just go, okay, yeah, this is, this is what the gospel is. Do you know the gospel? Because a survey in 2020, the majority of self-identifying Christians do not believe the gospel, according to this survey. They believe a works-based salvation. So what is the gospel? Gospel simply means the good news. So what is the good news? I'm going to bring up an expert to, to share. Jade McCall is going to come up and share. When we went to YWAM Salem last year, Jade McCall shared over 50 times. They, they did a thing where we practiced sharing the gospel and could get tickets. And after a certain amount, they said, you can't get any more tickets. And she just kept sharing. And so over 50 times she shared the gospel. She's going to come up and share the gospel. So let's give Jade a hand. Uh, hello. Uh, and this, this is how I learned how to tell the gospel. So the Gene gospel means God created us to be of him. The Owen gospel means our sin separated us from God. The S in gospel means sin cannot be removed by good deeds. The P in gospel means paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. The E in gospel means everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And the L in gospel means Jesus with life with Jesus starts now and lives forever. All right. So let's give her a hand. And she shared it all different ways because they were like, okay, you can't use our words now. Use your own words. And she just kept going. And one time they were like, okay, start in Genesis. And, and I left. They were having snack. I left and came back 40 minutes, and she was just getting to the life of Jesus. That's a girl who loves the gospel. There's a lot of different ways you can break down the gospel, but simply put, the gospel is the story of God and our relationship with him. I have some questions to ask about the gospel of about do you know it? Do you know that there is a God that created you with purpose? Do you know that you are not an accident, but that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Ephesians 2.10 says you are God's masterpiece created in him for good works. Do you know that? Do you know you were created for a perfect relationship with your heavenly father? Do you know that you were created to know perfect love, have perfect peace, and walk in perfect joy? Do you know that you were created to walk in a relationship with God that can start this very moment and grow in depth and richness throughout eternity? You might say, in my life, I'm not seeing that purpose. I'm not feeling that joy. I'm not very lovable. I'm not even likable. We are created with purpose, but our sin, our prideful, selfish demand to walk in our own way has separated us from God and from his purposes for our lives. Do you know that you have sin in your life? The Bible says that all sin and fall short of God's glorious standard, and we all, like sheep, have gone astray. 
Are you aware of that in your life? Do you see that you are your own greatest enemy? That the one blocking you from God's purposes in your life is you? Are you aware that you will never be able to walk out the purposes of God in your life on your own? That your choice to pridefully and selfishly live out the choices in your life has cut you off from the only true source of life, your Heavenly Father. And without that source of life, the only thing you can produce in your life is more death. Are you aware that God loves you so much that while you are still in your sin, running away from him, cutting yourself off from his life, that he had a plan to meet you where you are? Are you aware that John 3.16 is not just some cute verse, but the very truth of God that can set you free? That God loved you so much he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Are you aware that Jesus took your sin in shame and died on the cross for you? That you no longer have to walk in it? Do you know that God wants to transform your heart? That as you surrender your life to him, he will start a good work in you and will be faithful to see it through to the end? Are you aware that you don't have to try harder to be a good Christian? But as you see parts of you that are not, have not been transformed, you press more into God and surrender it to him and let him transform you. Do you know that this transformative work that he has started or wants to start in you will continue, out, continue throughout your life, reaching its pinnacle at the judgment seat of Christ? So the gospel story has four main parts, our purpose, sin, sacrifice, and transformation. The first question was, do you know the gospel? But just knowing it is not enough. God doesn't want us just to know it. He wants us to experience it. Have you experienced the gospel? Jesus' message told in Mark 1.15 said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent means to turn around. So he's saying, the kingdom of heaven is here. Turn around and see it. And receive the gospel. So have you felt what it's like to walk out God's purposes in your life? Or are you continuing just to chase riches, power, influence, success, comfort, in a vain attempt to find fulfillment? Because I'm going to tell you, it feels so good to walk in his purposes. Have you turned from the vain things in your life to the living God? Paul and Barnabas said to a crowd, we are also men of like nature with you and bring good news, the gospel, that you should turn from these vain things to a living God. God doesn't want us to know him up here. He wants to transform here. And to do that, we need to let the gospel touch our lives. So are you experiencing the gospel? Have you, have you let Jesus into the dark, sinful parts of your heart? Have you faced the things? Because that's what he wants to do. He wants the gospel to go into every part of your life and for you to be able to experience it. Are you letting him transform you? I heard somebody say once that God, God doesn't want to change you. He wants to love you. And, and I thought, I don't want to serve a God like that because I'm screwed up. I want a God who loves me enough to help me change. And as we let him in, 
He will change. He will transform you. Many of you have grown up in the church, and you can, you can say the colors of a Christian. You can, you've, you've prayed the sinner's prayer 20 times in Sunday school. But God's not looking for someone who's doctrinally correct. He's looking for someone who's going to let him into his heart. Have you done that? Because I'm going to tell you, it feels good to be free. I grew up in the church. And I, I, I bought the lie of needing to be the good Christian boy. So I had, I had my secret sin that I hid. And when I finally let God really in and let him transform me, and I took my sin, and I, I went with him, and I faced God. And I'm going to tell you the most beautiful and terrifying thing you can do is bear your heart before a holy God that loves you, that sees all of your sin, and says, hey, I still want you. Some of you have been wearing a good Christian face, and it's, it's blocking you from the true gospel. Where you go, okay, God, I'm screwed up. I'm not the hero in this story. I'm, I'm the maiden that needs rescued. So when we experience the gospel, then the third question is, are you living the gospel? Because the gospel will transform you. Are you walking out God's purposes? Are you facing the sin in your life? When someone looks in your life, what is it going to point them towards? When they look at your marriage, do they see the gospel? When they look how you treat your kids, do they see the gospel? When they look at how you respond to your own failure, do they see the gospel? And if you, can, if you see areas in your life where it's like, okay, I am not living out the gospel, I'm not being obedient to the gospel, it isn't try harder, it's go back to phase one, know the gospel, experience the gospel, invite Jesus into that part of your life, and when you do, he will transform you. And throughout the Bible, it talks about the fourth thing, preaching the gospel. And that sometimes that can be a weight we carry around on our shoulders of just like, I need to preach the gospel more. How many of you guys, when, when everyone says like, hey, are you preaching the gospel? That's your response. I need to preach the gospel more. So, but Paul talked about throughout, like several times, he said, I'm eager to preach the gospel. He says, woe to me as if I don't preach the gospel. Because the thing is, is we allow Jesus to experience, we experience the gospel in us then it's going to come out of us. So if you're in a place where it's like, man, I, I don't know if I've shared the gospel with anybody. It's like, okay, are you experiencing the gospel? Or, or do you just know it? Do you know the colors of the Christian or do you know them? Have you been washed clean? Today I want to give three calls to people. I'm going to read... Romans 1, 14 through 15, and then give those calls. It says, how will they call on him who they have not believed? And how are they to believe in whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how do they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So I want to give a first call for those who have not experienced the gospel. You have not, you've known it, but you haven't opened the gift. Today is the day of salvation, and, and it can start today. And if that's you, uh, a lot of times we say bow your heads, close your eyes, but with these three calls, I'm just going to, if that's you, if you're like, hey, I, man, I really want to experience the gospel today, I want to just stand up where, you're, where you are. 
And the second call is for those that you've experienced the gospel. But you look at your life and you go, okay, there's parts of my life that I, I need to experience the gospel more in. I need God's grace in this area. Maybe there's discouragement, there's despair, there's something where that's lacking peace. If that's you, I want you just to stand up where you're at. And I want to pray. God, I thank you for those that stood up. And I thank you that we, we all need to experience the gospel daily. Thank you for the gospel. And I pray that you would meet them where they're at. You would transform them. Thank you that you promised that you who began a good work in us, you're going to be faithful to see it through to the end. So the third group is those who would like to set themselves apart for the gospel, who want to be sent out, who are making the commitment, I'm going to be a herald of the gospel. We want to send you out today. It says, it says, how can they go without being sent? We want to send you out as a church to the mission field of your life. Where is your mission field? Where do you work? We've got three people who have bus ministries. We've got a lot of people who have teaching ministries. If God's putting on your heart, they're like, hey, I, I want to set myself apart for the gospel wherever I go. If that's you, I want you just to stand where you're at. God, we thank you. We thank you for your gospel. And we, we set ourselves apart right now for you. We say that we... Our first call is to you, to know you, and to make you known. Right now as a church, we, we stand with everybody that's standing, and we send them out as ministers, as missionaries, to their, to their families, to their workforce, to their acquaintances, to their neighbors, to their friends, that wherever they go, that would be their mission field. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the work your gospel's doing. Thank you for the amazing five souls that are getting baptized today. We ask for more. We want to we see our county know you. The freedom, the peace, the joy you've given us, we, we don't want it to stay in these walls. We want it to spread. we praise you and let us praise you with our lifestyle walk out with you so if you stood for any of those three things I want to challenge you find three people they can be people here or people that are not here but find three people that will walk with you with it say okay I need the gospel in this area of my life can you walk with me or I am setting myself aside for the gospel uh, right now. Can you keep me accountable to it? Can you ask, ask me about it? So if, if you stood for any of those three, I want you to find three people. And find one person before you leave today. Just go, hey, hey, can you walk with me? Because there's a lot of people that would do want to walk with you.